Welcome to Introspection. I'm your host, Amy Linder Lesser, a 25-year in-keeping veteran, wedding efficient, social worker, life coach, and trainer. Introspection is my gift back to the hospitality industry. I've taken on the task to assist independent innkeepers to thrive in these competitive times by looking at hospitality from the inside. In this podcast, I share conversations with innkeepers and other experts showcasing great hospitality and highlighting properties which demonstrate this in real time. So grab your pen and paper. You'll want to add to your list of inns to stay where you'll be treated royally. We will also share information for hosts about how to provide exceptional service without sacrificing your own freedom, joy, or lots of hard-earned money. After all, most of us left a nine-to-five job only to find ourselves working 24-7. Are you ready to take off? Welcome to Introspection. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Introspection, Hospitality from the Inside. I'm still Amy Linder Lesser, and I'm coming to you from my home, as usual. It's been a whirlwind of a few weeks. For those of you who know, I've had a rescue dog for the past six years who came to me by way of a program called New Leash on Life, which is a a program in North Carolina prisons where dogs who have not been adopted for whatever reason go and spend some time being trained and socialized by some minimum security inmates. In the background, you see my new dog, whose name is Hershey. He may, he may be quiet, he may not be. He's a seven-month-old pup, and we're we're having a lot of fun getting to know each other and getting to know the rules. <laughs> the roles, the rules, and the roads. Unfortunately, Migo succumbed to mast cell carcinoma of his thyroid about two weeks ago, actually, today. It was a tough decision to make. However, he was suffering, unable to eat and swallow and unable to breathe. And so I did the best that I could do for him, which was to put him down. And he's now not suffering at all. And unbeknownst to me at the time, I really felt that I was not going to have another dog for a few years. I thought I would get to enjoy my semi-retirement, my being independent. And within a few days, I got word that little Hershey was available for adoption through a rescue group. And when I started to read about him, I really felt very strongly that Nigo had set us up together. He had set us up on a blind date. The two of them were rescue dogs, Nigo from North Carolina, Hershey from South Carolina. 
they were both black or are both black with white. And both of them were transported from the Carolinas up to Vermont. The kicker for me was that Hershey, as he was named, and as I'm keeping the name, was named after the candy. The part for me that's wonderful is that my dear friend from graduate school's last name is Hershey. And I felt that that just clinched the deal. So last Saturday, so he's been with me a little over a week, I drove to Vermont, almost to Burlington, and waited for the transport van to arrive. It finally did it around 1030 at night. And Hershey and I set off for our drive home, a two and a half hour trip. And luckily, my friend Hershey, Liz Hershey, was on the other end of the phone to keep me awake and to keep me comfortable and conscious and coherent during my trip home. And Hershey and I arrived home at about 1.30 in the morning, took a quick walk, and he went into his crate and I went into bed and we passed our first night. And I got to celebrate Mother's Day with one of my daughters in person, another one on the phone, and with my new adopted four-legged child here. But the, how Hershey came to me, the fact that I felt like it was a blind date and a setup, brought up something else. Many of you know that I've been widowed since the summer of 1999. And... Unfortunately, I've been on many a date. I've even tried speed dating. And this past spring, I or winter maybe, I can't remember when it was, I tried something new. I tried Zoom speed dating. And after it was over, which was, was really quite a humorous event, but after it was over, I started to think about it and realized that speed dating by Zoom especially, but speed dating in general, is very much like our jobs as innkeepers and concierges in making a, a match between the telephone caller, our potential guest, and us. And we've got about five minutes, maybe eight if we're lucky, to convey as much as we can and figure out from that call what it is that the caller is looking for. Very much like when you're speed dating, you're able to summarize who you are and make it enticing in just a few minutes. So what can we learn? What can we take from that experience? The first one for me is what happened with the Zoom event. It went from seven until nine at night. And each call was approximately, I think it was 12 minutes. And when I registered, I said who I was looking at matching with. And, you know, you put in some qualifications some characteristics 
And they came back and said, we have one person that you can match with and you're set up for eight, I think it was like 8.40. Now, mind you, the event ended at nine. So I'm thinking, okay, so there were tons of people who registered and I was towards the end and uh, we were matching and I would be the last person that this guy would speak with. Right before the call, I was able to get the, uh, the number of people who had been on this Zoom dating and saw that there was very few people. So my guess is that there were all women and this one man who got every woman to talk to. That's very much like you're in or whoever's answering the phone and what the caller on the other end has. They have a large list of inns and B&Bs or restaurants that they can choose from. And you are one in a long list of places for them to talk to. So it's important that when you answer that call, you're already thinking about how do I make a great impression? And I don't think this can be said enough times. Smile when you're talking to somebody on the phone. It comes through even if you're not on a Zoom call. People can tell in your voice if you're talking like this, if you're talking like this, or if you're talking with a smile on your face. They can also hear it if you make yourself chuckle or if you make them chuckle. It helps. It makes somebody feel less nervous, less ill at ease. Sometimes it's somebody making that phone call to go away with somebody who they've never been away with. And you really want to make them feel comfortable. The situation is uncomfortable for them. They may be excited about it, but they're also nervous about it. So be welcoming. Put their fears and their their nerves to ease. Ask them about themselves without saying what makes you tick, but ask things like, what brings you to our inn? What brings you to this area? Is it, and you can find out from them when, by how they answer, is it they're coming for a romantic weekend? Are they coming for a concert? Are they coming for a historic reenactment? or to see movies, or a play? Are they coming for the beach? Are they coming for a museum, a car race? Are they coming to shop? Are they coming for a weekend or a few days to just recharge? Find out a little bit about who they're bringing with them, if they're bringing anybody. You know, sometimes people want to go away to just decompress. Or to work. When I had my in, we had a guest who came every year for about five or six years towards the end of December between holidays. And he would stay that entire week. He'd come like the day after Christmas and leave New Year's Eve morning. And he came by himself because what he did was he did his business planning. He holed himself up in his room and worked. 
He brought tons of articles that he was reading and trends, and he had his computer for his laptop and access to the internet. And other than going out for a walk, if the weather permitted, or going out for his meals, he stayed in his room and worked. Well, what I said to him when he first came, and each year when he called, was very different from what I would say to somebody who said they were coming on a honeymoon. It was different from somebody who was self-identified as a foodie and wanted to hear about the latest and the greatest restaurants and the food trends. All questions that you might have about them that you could get them to answer and provide you with the information. Be interested in your guest. Think about a time when you called for a reservation somewhere or you went to a doctor's office even, and you could tell that the person on the other side of either the desk or the phone was interested in you or was just looking to get their money. They wanted their copay, they wanted their fee, they wanted whatever it was from you, but you were just another number. Do what you can to be sure that the person you're talking to doesn't feel like another number. Learn as much as you can about them. If they tell you it's the first time they're going away um, and leaving a baby, ask them the questions, find out about that baby. How old is he or she? What's the child's name? And then when they come, be ready to ask more questions. I was really fortunate as an innkeeper for 25 years to have created relationships with many of my guests. Many of them went back 25 years and we watched each other's children grow up. I was invited to weddings of guests, those who had come with their boyfriends, girlfriends, and then proposed at the inn and invited us to share in the joy of their wedding. It's wonderful to feel that you're more than a transaction, that maybe this is the match that's perfect for you. Maybe your speed dating worked. What are some of the questions that that you ask and what are the ways that you make people feel that they matter to you before they've reserved. I would love for you to share that with me in the comments below this. Email me at introspection at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, and let us know. That's the best part of being an innkeeper. And now as being an in consultant and life coach. Speaking of life coaching, I am going to be starting something in the next few weeks for innkeepers. It's called Insider's Circle, and it'll be a weekly Zoom call where we will, I will curate both the content and the membership so that innkeepers can feel free to speak 
very freely about what's bothering them, what their challenges are, what their problems are, and also what their successes are for their particular business. I will make sure that as an innkeeper, you will not have somebody in the same Zoom group as you who might be in your town. So they wouldn't be your competitor. There's no reason to fear sharing in front of them. We will also observe a very strict confidentiality clause so that what happens in the group stays in the group. Many innkeepers do so and they they operate their business with their spouse or their life partner or a family member. And because of that special relationship, it's often really hard to talk about the personal issues or when you have conflicts with your partner. And so I want people to feel that the insider circle is a special place for them to share. I will be posting in our Facebook group, on Instagram, and on the LinkedIn page when we're going to start. First session is free. And after that, there'll be a three-month membership and it'll be $100 a month for three months. I hope you'll have a lot of sharing and I hope you'll get a lot from it. And as always, I'm here for people individually who are not group people. I understand that part too. So I'm looking forward to sharing more with you and learning how I can be more of service and to help all of you to improve not just your longevity in the business, because you know seven years is the typical longevity for an innkeeper, but also for those of you who've been in business for a while, I think part of what burns innkeepers out the most is that we are givers. We are people pleasers. The problem with being a people pleaser is we please everybody but ourselves. And we always think, oh, I'm happy as long as I'm making other people happy. Unfortunately, there comes a time in most innkeepers and people pleasers' lives where it's not enough. And so what I would like to do is to help you rediscover the joy that you had when you first became an innkeeper. What was it that made you light up? Let's find it and let's figure out how to put that back into your lives. I'm here. Feel free to email me or text me, Facebook message me. You can always reach me. I look forward to it. And I'll see you back here in a few weeks. Have a great day and make it a joyful and grateful day. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Introspection, Hospitality from the Inside. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. 
If you have any questions or comments for the podcast, or if you know someone who would be a great guest on my show or an Into Spotlight, email me directly at I-N-N-T-R-O-S-P-E-C-T-I-O-N at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Can't wait to welcome you back. 